0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Esports Diff, the newest esports-centered podcast where we discuss our opinions on recent news and updates across multiple titles like League of Legends, Valorant, Super Smash Brothers, and many more. I'm your co-host Fobs, and accompanying me on the cast Esports Newsist and longtime friend Fazon.
1: What's up? We're back after like we are back two weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah a little hiatus. Never did you know? Never did anyone yeah. any problems. You can catch our episodes every Thursday at 10 a.m. EST on Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere else you can find a podcast. The cast is also timestamps, so you can find you can fast forward to the sections that interest you the most. So with that, we're just gonna get started about um, some articles that I thought were really interesting in regards to like some things that are going on in today's world. So uh Ukraine calls on esports platforms to block Russian teams and players from participating in tournaments. That's actually insane to me that they, they, they thought about that. You
1: know, (laughs) it, 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 I guess like it it makes sense, right? Because like they're actually like actively aware of how big esports is, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy to me that they even thought about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's a weird part. Like they know it's huge, but we didn't know that they knew it was huge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so like it is it like blew my mind that like they're like, Oh yeah, stop all imports of like this good. It's like yeah, nah, it was, fuck the esports teams.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is like the, the, the I'm reading it right now is the vice prime minister of Ukraine, like Somebody told him,
0: yeah. Yeah, there's no way, bro. He like does he watch like, like he has to watch Valorant to counter strike? He just has bro, to, he's, right?
1: he, I mean, he's got to be a CS fan, <laughs> he's like, got to be,
0: like, be a Guardian Eagle or something, bro.
1: Yeah,
0: but yeah, so on, a, on an article on dot esports written by Matus Miter, um, I'm not even gonna Mikhailo Fedorov, the vice prime minister of Ukraine, has issued a statement to gain development companies and esports platforms asking to block Russian and Belarusian players and teams from participating in events
1: like oh i i think like actually blocking the players is kind of crazy
0: because
1: mm-hmm. like they're really like they're not really involved in anything
0: yeah realistically they're, not, they're most likely not supporting Door. yeah
1: but let's be honest like they can't come out and say anything about it right like oh
0: no no not a shot no <laughs> like,
1: like, so uh, this is going to kind of be jumping ahead right with like these articles but uh we have the one that says like esl says gambit and vp can compete under a neutral name mm-hmm. i think that's probably like the best option right so yeah, it, that's it, it, like kind of removes like
0: the branding of the branding of, the of, russian of a
1: russian organization like i'm pretty sure like vp and gambit are both owned by like you know really really rich russian people that have ties mm-hmm like into the government or whatever. So yeah, that's, they do. that's yeah, your it's, best it's been confirmed, option.
0: confirmed, actually, that they do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right, so that, that's the best option. I think ESL handled it pretty well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I find it, this part really funny, actually. So, like, Virtus Pro says it was threatened with the disqualification from a Dota 2 event for not speaking about the Russian invasion of Ukraine publicly.
1: Yeah. Like, I, that, I think this I, is crazy, it's, honestly. It is crazy, because think of it. Like, I feel like people don't really understand... Like the severity of censorship in a country like Russia,
0: Mm -hmm. where
1: like if you speak out against it publicly and you're like a figure, they won't hesitate to like, you know, say you fell out a window and got (laughs) shot twice.
0: You'll never be seen again, pretty much. Yeah, (laughs) you've been taking a long vacation for life.
1: Yeah, like it's crazy to me.
0: This part was crazy because like on uh, on Dot Esports by George Geeds. Uh, they are threatened with a DQ from Gamers Galaxy Dota 2 Invitational in Dubai by a tournament organizers because VP didn't make a public statement.
1: Here's what I'm gonna say. They're hosting a tournament in Dubai.
0: <laughs> That's all we're gonna leave. And
1: at. then you're gonna you're gonna complain about like human rights, which I'm not gonna say like you know one's better than the other. They're both <laughs> terrible things that are happening in this world. But you can't like pick and choose your battles there.
0: <laughs> Literally. Like this part was crazy because like they threatened to lie about the COVID nineteen status of team players to make sure that they could not play.
1: Yeah, like
0: how crazy is that?
1: <laughs> it is crazy. Like, like they're they're just players. Like they have no involvement. They they don't even live in that country. Like in Russia, probably anymore. Like let's be mm-hmm. honest here. They just compete under a Russian org.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know. So like, I I just thought this is like absolutely nuts. They were talking like, about um either your club issues a public statement or you get dropped from the tournament. And uh, a blast announced the ban on Russian teams for competing in CSGO leagues earlier that day. Um, and then they will not be invited to play uh, in within any events within the foreseeable future.
1: Yeah. Which, but, again, like as long as they allow these teams to compete under like a neutral name like ESL is doing, right, mm-hmm. I think it's fine.
0: Yeah. And speaking of that, ESL, um, uh, probably like a week after that article was released, uh, confirms that Virtus Pro players will compete under the name Outsiders in the ESL Pro League. Honestly, <laughs> the name does carry, like, some weight to it. Yeah. Because, like, like, I guess, like, the players or the management kind of feel like Outsiders, mm-hmm. you know? So I feel like that's why they kind of chose the name. They could have chosen any other name. Yeah, so many have. words in the dictionary,
1: yeah. you know?
0: So like but that's probably like how they are feeling. So it's so like that me that resonated yeah. a lot with like how like yeah know, like-
1: and I, like, if if I'm the players in the management, I definitely feel kind of slighted where it's just mm-hmm. like you know, especially for an org like Virtus Pro that's been in CSGO for so
0: literally
1: forever, literally. right? Yeah. So I, I can understand why they're upset about it. And I I can also see you know the stance ESL takes.
0: Mm-hmm. They both make sense to me. Like, yeah, you have to you have to keep that PR up, and it also like it it, it abides by their values, you know. Yeah. So, like like you you truly believe this is like what's best for like yourselves as a brand, on top of what's best for like humanity <laughs> at this mm-hmm. point in time. Like, it, and yeah, and it wasn't just like VP; they also imposed uh, sanctions on Gambit because they ask yeah. ask confirmed they have a, quote unquote apparent ties to the Russian government. So yeah they were they were welcome to compete under neutral name without representing the country organization or their team sponsor on their clothing or otherwise so all of that branding gone yeah and like you know how this affects like the, the players salaries you know you're getting played to pay for a team you can't
1: like represent
0: exactly so, so sponsors like, how this... sponsors
1: pull out and all that stuff right mm-hmm. but I, yeah. i'm sure they probably they probably pick up some sponsors too by just being like a uh actually i don't know how that yeah, works
0: yeah yeah so that's i was gonna say like, i was I thinking about think so it otherwise right? only because like at that point yeah. it gets very tricky
1: yeah yeah because they're still technically contracted under vp yeah they're just competing not as vp yeah so and like it gets they're really- not like an official team so i mm-hmm. don't think they can actually get any sponsors yeah i'm sure vp is still yeah. funding this whole thing
0: yeah probably you know you have to have some yeah. funding like to play to pay for like their like I'm, and, I'm sure and, and like
1: they're, they're still getting salary and all that stuff for the tournament.
0: I would hope so, you know. Yeah. Like with, within their contractual bounds, I hope I would hope they would be getting paid unless there's like a um, a statement in there saying like oh if like if like X like circumstances arise where it doesn't like you, then you're not getting paid. But that's I'm not I'm not a lawyer. I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah. <I don't laughs> you know. know. Literally. But yeah. Like I just I really wanted to touch upon this topic with with ESL and Blast and Virtus Pro and Gambit because like. It's just, we'd never seen this before, you know, when it came to like mm-hmm. sports, like people always talk about like, like, like soccer in Europe is as big as it is because it kind of helped alleviate some of like the problems that we had with war. So like, yeah. like, it, like you have the camaraderie of like being within your country, you know? And it's like, oh yeah, it's the French team versus like the London team. Yeah. You know? So it's kind of like a head to head rivalry.
1: Yeah. It's instead like a mini like, hey, we're instead of actually me, we're like, like, yeah. you know, fighting <laughs> each other. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're
0: fighting each other but not for land but for, like for bragging rights
1: yeah for national pride like so
0: like yeah now that we're like kind of like experiencing that again after like 80 years of not having like a war with like um like to, like the caliber that world war ii was it's, yeah. it's fucking it's, it's just crazy to me that like i mean, like, sports has like now been listen, brought into all this
1: according to the russians this isn't a this isn't a war <laughs>
0: i mean that's what they're told to say right
1: <laughs> no like according to vladimir putin this isn't a war it's uh oh. he's denazifying ukraine
0: excuse- oh, excuse- <laughs> I-, I have no words i'm literally speechless i have no
1: i don't know what the fucking i don't
0: reply to that what i don't even i've never even fucking heard something so ridiculous and i had a fucking uh, stupid ass president for four years of my goddamn life anyways uh, all right moving on um on an article written on dot esports by Tyler Esguera lcs sits behind lck lec and cblol in average viewership during the 2022 s- two split
1: not surprising honestly it's very i think it is kind of surprising to me
0: you don't I, know why? I, I, th- I thought it was kind of expected because like we've talked about how like lcs viewership has been lacking the past like, year or two
1: i know but i don't i never saw it being this ba- as bad as it is like today like marginally Like, uh, I was looking at the stats maybe like, I don't know, last week or a week before, like sometime Mm -hmm. recent. LCS's peak viewers is the average viewers that LEC gets.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like that, like that verbiage is really important
1: here. The the peak is the average.
0: (laughs) Yeah. According to eSports charts, the LCS has an average viewership of just over 114K. The LEC, on the other hand, Currently has the highest like the average viewership of two hundred and sixty six thousand, which is which is like like that's more than double the average, you know. Yeah, it's and the crazy, LCK man. yeah three hundred fifty five k and then CBLOL had one one thirty six, so the fact that like LCS is uh um peak is like is LEC's average is is nuts to me. But that's that just goes to the show that like. How much they are better? They are at like doing like narratives and storytelling. No, and how they do like their production and their. You broadcast. know what I think
1: it like. I I legitimately think that this season of at like LCS production wise, narrative wise, like everything, it's it's the best that's been in a while.
0: I I agree, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily gonna jump. So, what no, I, I understand like that, that but I I
1: don't, I never saw it taking a step back from where it was last year.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I
1: mean? Okay. Because so like, last year, like, understandably so, like, you know, uh, LCS is based in California. So, like, they had very strict COVID regulations. So, they mm-hmm. weren't able to do anything in studio. Mm-hmm. So, understandably, like, production is going to take a hit. Like, narrative is going to take a hit. All everything's going to take a hit. Yeah. And so, like, when they got back to studio and, like, legitimately, like, put out a more like finished and like improved product mm-hmm. i didn't like it's crazy to me that viewership is down
0: i i think it's because of how we like all viewed things during the pandemic right when you're when we were like during the pandemic when everyone was home like like esports events were down but overall viewership across the board for all esports titles yeah, was were up. like drastically up
1: and I guess so, like, like when what, people were tuning in, they were tuning into what they thought was, you know, like a shitty product. So they're like, why am I going to come back and watch this?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. From their, from their first impressions. Yeah. So like, that's what happened like during 2022, 2021 was a little different. Like LEC, I, th- I think they went to the studio first with their players before LCS did. Because yeah, in Europe, probably. it was better. The, the, the German, German laws in, are in, a little
1: a. less like strict.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I think they went to the studio beforehand. So they were like, they were able to like get that, like that edge up when it came to like those narratives and that storytelling, you know, and like also like having like a nicer production, like because LCS kind of like came late with people going back to like the regular lives and not just watching esports and like gaming for like, the entire day. I feel like that's where kind of like the dip came. Cause like it was up and then it went down because everyone started like living their lives again in 2021.
1: Yeah. I just, I don't think, I don't know if that accounts for the, like how much of a drop it had
0: for like
1: for, 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 viewership for average eyes. for average viewers hmm. like I, I legitimately don't know why it's gotten so low because i don't think that's the only reason
0: yeah i mean like, like i this remember is, this
1: is 114k average is for a riot games product is ridiculous
0: Mm-hmm. especially like based in na you know like, like if it feels like 180k or kind of something
1: part. like that's i think that like, that still feels a little low but it's good
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah 114- 140. for the fucking
1: brazilian league averages 136k <laughs> yeah
0: literally literally freaking 20 22,000 more spectators that's like almost like 20 like, 20 plus percent
1: i don't hold on i, I want to look some of the erl viewerships right mm-hmm. I want to see their average viewers and kind of compare it because, from what I remember, like uh, the French league has a has a decent amount of viewers.
0: Yeah, the French league is is carrying
1: viewership. Like the French league has a good amount. I know the Spanish league definitely has a good amount. Like it's, it, I don't know, man. I I really don't know.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe uh, esports charts will release uh, like the average over a year or something, but like, oh yeah, LCS just to okay. kind of wrap things up is is the lowest.
1: I guess also with LCS, like there are realistically two good teams, which are which is like Cloud Nine and Team Liquid. Right, yeah, the rest of the league, teams had their run. <laughs> yeah, but they look bad.
0: They're not looking too solid this time around. They look bad. Bit.
1: But realistically, I, you know. there there are two really good teams, and those are mm-hmm. those are the two teams only people only care about.
0: Gotcha. I, yeah, I mean, like whenever they're on, viewership always tends to go up. Oh, yeah. They they have. Yeah, the I'm base. sure
1: that that peak was in like a a C nine game, probably.
0: Oh, so you're gonna tell me that FlyQuest isn't going crazy this split?
1: No. <laughs> no, they're not.
0: I'm, I'm I'm like me being out of league for so long. I'm actually impressed with how like FlyQuest is doing. But that's only because TSM and COG are like bottom of the barrel right now. Yeah, so the peak
1: was uh C9EG 230k, mm-hmm. and then yeah. the next peak was C9TL 219k.
0: And that's literally LC, like L- LEC's average, and, and then LC is it's
1: average. TL versus 103 is at 194k, a, a random CLG versus FlyQuest game. I don't know it Was that the game
0: they needed to like get like the first win? Was that it?
1: No, it was a week one day one. That's why oh, okay. it peaked week one day one. Yeah, I don't know, man. It doesn't make sense. Yeah,
0: it came back. But literally, you
1: know, LFL has an average of 663k viewers. Uh their peak is 221k.
0: What the fuck? <laughs> that French right? camaraderie. Holy shit. I
1: don't know.
0: All right. But Moving on from from overall viewership of of the near the top one e sport, on an article written on Dot Esports by Tyler Escuera, yet again, Reginald says TSM spent five million dollars on league team this off season, but went with rookies to rebuild over three years. He right, it was in a Reddit thread. I didn't fully understand what the fuck this means.
1: <laughs> I don't either. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me. I, but,
0: oh, yeah. I'm just going to list I, off what I read in the article real quick. Okay. So both TSM president, Lina Su, and former TSM general manager, Parth, before he left uh, Naidu wanted to sign a combination of Jensen, Doublelift, and current EG support Vulcan, according to the 28-year-old. But she claims that they were told that was not worth the cost, and she eventually left after the offseason ended. So she wanted to build a super team. She wanted to build something yeah. like a lot stronger than what they currently have. So with over $1 million of that going towards the buyouts for the new support, Shen Yi and laner Kaio, they said that we also knew the above roster would lead to a more consistent performance, but thought it wouldn't have the potential to dominate the league or go to, uh, far to worlds, Reggie said. We wanted to build over three years, not one. Parth recommended against this option, by the way, and I still agree. We don't want to make safe bets to be in the top four in NA for one year and then rebuild again with veterans. So that logic only makes sense if your team is somewhat performing already.
1: So I, I, looking like coming into the off season, I didn't mind their the moves that they did that much, right? Mm-hmm. Because it kind of like it, it it makes sense, right? To to kind of dominate, like you can dominate NA with a with a roster of like you know Jensen, Doublelift, Vulcan, and whoever else, right? But at, at Worlds, you're never really gonna go that far, right? Because mm-hmm. historically. Most of these players have proven that they like they just they don't match up well in in, in international competitions, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't mind the whole going the developmental roster route. Mm-hmm. I do mind like they're not even playing Kaido right now. They're playing Takeover. <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: They're academy mid laner, right? Like the the actual roster itself is fine. The circumstances surrounding that roster is what's really fucking them, right? Mm-hmm like the they benched been um i think it was like after week two or week three but they gave some bullshit like uh we're doing it so he can communicate better with the team like his english isn't that great or something like that yeah, yeah. next day he's streaming fucking champions queue his english is like we're actually really good
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's better than like people who actually live in north america
1: yeah and then and then it comes out that like so, like, a bunch of information leaks, like, Shen Yi, like, his conversations with, like, you know, people that he talked to in China, back in China leak, mm-hmm. where he's, like, basically oh, calling his ADC, like, he kind of sucks.
0: Oh. Right? Yeah. But
1: what ends up happening is that, like, the players take the brunt of the blame for the benching, mm-hmm. when in actuality, he fucking locked in Rel without, like, telling anybody on his team, and that's why that's... they benched him.
0: Really? That's what happened? Yeah. Damn.
1: And it's he's just like, like
0: I'm, I'm going Rell, fuck it.
1: I think as an org you have like a job to kind of protect your players from this backlash
0: mm-hmm. right
1: where like you know they had to speak a like somehow do the brunt of pr work and he's getting like fucking flamed by everybody while also just like you know playing poorly
0: mm-hmm.
1: It it's just crazy to me yeah i, I like as, as an org you have a responsibility to kind of you know defend mm-hmm. your players or like make it so that all they have to do is play league of legends
0: yeah, make their jobs as simple as possible. Give yeah. them the avenues like don't set them up for failure. Exactly. Yeah. I mean like these these like I mean both like I think they both left like Parth and Lena yeah, both Parth, left. Yeah,
1: Parth but, like, and Lena both are gone.
0: Yeah. So like I feel like like the fact that it came to like like this decision making is what I feel like kind of like was maybe not like the the overall like the only reason they left but like the, like the straw that broke the camel's back.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, it for sure was. But, they're like, they're like we we're not like we're not on board with this roster. Like we don't want a developmental roster because mm-hmm. we're fucking TSM. Yeah, like, we have a. I guess they they basically have a, like a responsibility to perform well in NA. Exactly.
0: Right? Yeah, they, they they have fans. They've been a tier one org for since like the start of League of Legends. You know they've won yeah. splits and seasons in the past.
1: Exactly. Like,
0: like the fact that they're developing it's it's like it's like it feels like you're taking a step back.
1: Which Maybe. again, I don't. I don't mind it. I guess. I, I don't really mind it. I guess since it didn't work out, in hindsight, it looks like fucking. It looks like a horrible idea, mm-hmm. right? But if it did work out, they'd look like geniuses and people like TSM Big Brain, like <laughs> you know shit like that.
0: Uh huh. Well, I mean, worried. Uh, I'm gonna put this article in my in my calendar for three years from now. <laughs> and if TSM isn't winning worlds for this de- development shit, that I'm roasting the shit out of Reggie on Twitter.
1: <laughs> yeah. <sighs>
0: All right, moving on. Uh, so I thought this one was really nice, and I, I really wanted to bring it up. On um, an article written on Esports Insider by uh, Golanco Pinto de Carvalho, U.S. sports camp and nurture gamers launch local host esports camps. I think this is dope. Imagine like like you know like you like when you're a kid you want to go to summer camp, you know,
1: yeah.
0: and then as you get older you kind of don't it's kind of lame.
1: Yeah, exactly. If,
0: if I could go to summer camp and rock some kids' shit in Valorant, <laughs> bro, if I
1: could go to summer camp with the boys and just like spend a week playing games and shit, like
0: I want to do that now, bro. I'm not gonna go back. Yeah,
1: I want to do that now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that shit sounds lit.
1: Like I'm 17.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Put me in coach. So it's really cool because they're gonna provide two programs, right, for ages 9 to 13 and 14 to 17. They're splitting it up, right, for kind of like like, the younger kids and more towards, like, the young adults, are, you know, like, the teenagers that look to combine on-screen gaming and physical activity. They're, they're not just doing gaming.
1: They're doing, yeah, bro. which is good because, like, yeah, you need I to promote, agree. you need to show kids, like, a healthy fucking lifestyle.
0: Yeah, healthy balance because most kids nowadays, bro, I'll tell you, bro, I've been to that That's me phase, right now. I just- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Motherfucker, <laughs> I said, literally, I, I fucking work from, I don't know, like, 8 to 4.30, I look mm-hmm. at my work laptop. 4:30 comes. I close that. Open up my <laughs> open up my actual laptop.
0: Start grinding TFT and League. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, and like, but like, everyone's had that phase in gaming. I feel like, where like they were just a pure degenerate for like a summer straight.
1: <laughs> True. That was me. <laughs> like, <laughs> and me every summer playing WoW. Dude,
0: that was me when I played Call of Duty. If like going from from like eighth grade to ninth grade, like middle school to high school. Yeah. I would I would wake up at 2 p.m. Immediately get on COD. Grind that game for 12 hours until 2 a.m., eat like one meal, sleep for 12 hours, and game for 12 hours for a whole summer.
1: Dude, I do the same shit. Like, literally, it was like, all right, so my parents aren't home during the day. I play, I play, wow. My parents come back, I like wait till they're about to fall asleep. So, like, it's like, I don't know, I I'd, I'd play probably from like 12 to like, I don't know, four. And then <laughs> <laughs> a, a bit of a break until like eight or nine, and then it's like nine to two. <laughs>
0: My God, you so an absolute fiend. You're like itching to play with your family. Dude,
1: that's, that's like, how, Jesus, how I put, your day? You're like, good. Good? I got to get my daily stunt?
0: <laughs> One, three, four, five, six. You just, just started like doing the macros in your head.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's how I legitimately got like two months on my wild characters.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're an absolute <laughs> savage, face. <laughs> Kudos, bro. But yeah, I mean, to sum, to sum up the, the program, the week-long camps will take place in nine states across the U.S., um, and cameras can expect to be joined by esports and gaming experts during a local host events, as well as take part in esports tournaments. So it's kind of nice. Cause like, I remember like when I was a kid, you know, like the rec center, like that I went to brought like, like some guy from like the Knicks or the Nets. I don't fucking know. I think the Nets, I don't know sports, you know me. And he like came to show us some like some cool basketball moves. And we we're like, wow, so good. So cool. And now it's like, now you, you go to a fucking summer campus. You, oh my God. Is that Burexen?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: holy shit <laughs> is that mango <laughs> but like i think that's super dope like that's no, so actually a really, really
1: cool, cool.
0: yeah a really cool initiative that i'm excited for to, to see uh pop off
1: So, my i hope it goes well
0: yeah this i think this prevent kids from becoming degenerates yeah. at least for a summer you know Tra- like it kind of trains them to be like oh, it'll, yeah, we it'll prevent
1: them from being like fucking just
0: like (laughs) Like
1: straight i don't even know yeah
0: holy shit all right and then this one i was super happy to hear about Hear about this one um on an article written on dot esports by tyler esguera yet again lcs commissioner brand new one by the way uh confirms that 2022 mid-season showdown will have a live audience in texas
1: fuck that i'm still (laughs) salty
0: (laughs) (laughs) i know we're so. we're both salty we're both so salty (laughs) Me and Faze were going to go to the LCS finals at the Prince Center in Newark, New Jersey. That's where we're located. And then that shit got fucking canceled, guys. We're so lucky it got, it about got canceled, like, bro. Yeah,
1: I, I don't. We didn't. We actually didn't even need to because they were they were giving free refunds. Oh fuck them! Yeah, I, good for Riot though. Thanks, Riot.
0: Yeah, but I paid the insurance, those motherfuckers. Yeah, it was like ten bucks though. Still, bro. That's like that's. I can get some RP and lead for that shit. I could get chroma. <laughs> yeah. So like two things pog live audience second of course it's in fucking texas yeah of course of course not it's surprising like,
1: you all like, know why because like if the covid outbreak happens the event's not getting fucking canceled exactly the state's not exactly. gonna do shit about if it anything,
0: they're probably gonna have more people show up yeah <laughs> like i got COVID let me, let's me let go out <laughs> like behind florida underneath florida like, whenever it came to the pandemic everyone always viewed florida as like they just don't give a fucking shit yeah not not a, not a rat's ass about covid it's not real there you know yeah underneath florida was texas, was texas. yeah
1: yeah no, it was it was like it's like a 1a1b scenario
0: <laughs> what you, exactly bro one-to-one ratio pretty much so like like of course it happened in texas but like it's really cool because texas has a lot of shit you know texas but like they say everything is bigger in texas and that, that scares me you want to know why if everything is bigger in texas based on that means so are the problems <laughs> If that logic applies, it only makes sense across the board, right? Hey,
1: bro. I guess that's why they, you know, they had a whole like power grid failure when they had a little little snowstorm. Yeah,
0: literally like, like 0.01 centimeters of snow, the whole cut, the fucking whole state shut off. <laughs> Christ, yeah, dude. So like that that place scares me, but it's dope because I do have like each sports arenas there. I have a friend who like worked out at, um at the North Arlington one, which is super dope. Um, but it's gonna be hosted at the NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas.
1: So yeah. like, uh, it's football stadium.
0: Is it? Yep. Yeah, and Houston's not Houston's not the capital, right? That's Austin.
1: Uh, but Houston's like pretty well known. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. All
0: right. Well, oh, I whatever. think so. I don't. I
1: don't fucking know my geography, dude.
0: Yeah. Like, but yeah, it just talks about like <clears throat> how like the pandemic hit. It was supposed to happen in um, New Jersey, but I still think they're going to give us something in Jersey. I don't think it's going to happen this year. It might happen next year.
1: I'm. If we you know do, what's going to end up happening? It's not going to be in Jersey. They're going to host in fucking New York.
0: Bro, honestly, I'm not for a New York trip.
1: So am I. I just I'm want down. an don't esports event to go to. I
0: know. I want one in Jersey, bro. One that was 20 minutes away, bro. Back in my fucking alma mater city.
1: Bro, we bro. literally just take a train. You don't even need to so drive. Easy.
0: It was so it's, it was so simple. Like, it was it's literally technically only like one street because like you get on yeah. 21, <laughs> you just go there, and then you're good. But Yeah, man, like I'm just I'm just hyped to have a live audience back for so because we, we, we've seen it for Counter-Strike, you know, and it's super, super hyped to see for Counter-Strike. I'm ready to see all the degeneracy the that live audiences offer in, in Houston, Texas.
1: True. So am I i can't i'm I'm excited because even just as like watching it on a fucking stream it makes the biggest difference Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah you because it pans to the crowd and the crowd yeah pans to the crowd
1: like a big play happens the crowd goes wild the the mics pick it up like it -hmm. it just gets yeah
0: because like some some events you can hear the commentators on the loudspeakers Yeah. you know like some events you get like the straight line through to your headset but like yeah man i'm i'm hyped
1: thank you guys so much for listening to part one of the of this episode make sure you guys check out part two uh this is where we kind of go more in depth about the major that fabio hosted and more in depth about just narratives in the smash scene as a whole